Hello, my friends. Welcome to Deeper Than Dating, the best place for singles to uplevel their lives and take advantage of their single time. I'm your host, Sarah Mack, breakup and relationship coach, and I'm here to guide you to uplevel and upgrade your single life by building a deeper connection with yourself. I'm on a mission to help millennials take advantage of their single time so they can get over their past, stop settling in life, attract better relationships, and have fun while being single. On Deeper Than Dating, we will explore topics of self-development, psychology of love, relationships, and breakups, mindset, spirituality, and manifestation in order to deepen the relationship with ourselves, which is truly the secret to deeper dating. Whether you find yourself still trying to get over your ex, questioning all your relationship decisions, desiring a more fulfilling single life, or chasing your next relationship, this is the place to be. It doesn't matter where you're at in your journey because the answer will be the same. Dig deeper into your connection with yourself in order to attract a better life and level up. It's not about dating. It's not about the breakup. It's not about your future. It's always deeper. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Deeper Than Dating. I am very excited about today because I am speaking with Megan Murphy. Megan is a career coach who blends the metaphysical and the professional to help you find a more meaningful career. And so today we're talking all about finding your professional purpose, and we're going to dive into how that relates to your love life as well, because everything is connected. And so we're going to see where this conversation goes. Megan and I have a lot in common. We both did the same coaching program. We both love human design. We love building our businesses and our careers and helping people find their purpose. So welcome, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm already just so excited to be here. Yes, I know. And we just talked for 30 minutes about everything. Um, so we get to talk about it a little bit more in depth. First of all, I definitely want to know more about you and your story and um, about the work that you do with your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have always been someone that has thought about, you know, what's my purpose? You know, I've spent I spent a lot of time in college, like, obviously not really knowing what my purpose was and seeing a lot of my peers in majors that they felt really confident about, you know, their, their future career. And I just didn't have that same confidence. And so I ended up in HR and recruiting after college, which ended up being a pretty good um, fit for me. You know, I was able to use a lot of my skills and things that I enjoyed, but still was really wrestling with this feeling of like, you know, is this all there is, you know, uh, is this really what I am here to be doing? Is there a purpose to life at all? Um, and fast forward to a few years into my career, I had accepted a position um, really just for the the title. You know, I, I thought like, oh, maybe the way to more purpose is to just climb the corporate ladder, right? And eventually I'll get to a point where I feel like I'm, I'm, li- I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And in this particular job, the company culture was so poor and the... Um, just the work experience um, had such a toll on my mental health that I literally considered taking my life. Um, So it was a really dark time for me um, where I had kind of given up on the idea of purpose, right? It felt like I had been searching for it for so long that Mm -hmm. um, 
I had kind of come to the conclusion, conclusion that it didn't exist. Um, and fortunately, you know, therapy is great. And I was able to move past that time in my life. Um, and I actually, right in that dark time, found coaching. Um, and kind of just really was an interesting example of uh, how the universe puts things into your path that are exactly perfect for you. Because um, of all the coaching programs out there, I saw an ad for ours and it's continued to provide like such great value, um, you know, even even leading us to this conversation today. So um, started to find a lot more value and purpose in coaching, but still was kind of like, oh, you know, what do I want to coach on? Like, what is what what's going to feel really meaningful to me? And kind of a little long story short, I, I also teach yoga. I know how I'm a certified tarot reader. I have an interest in astrology and human design. And really what I've realized now is at least my professional purpose, at least for today, because um, I think it's important that we recognize that professional purpose can change at any time. But at least mm -hmm. for today, it's really to use some of these alternative methodologies, um, like human design and like tarot, um, to help people find professions that they as well feel excited to, to contribute to and wake up to in the morning. Um, I see, you know, in my professional work, uh, as a recruiter, I see so many people that are just feel very resigned to the work that they're in, right? They've been in the same industry for a long time. They maybe have never even thought of doing something else, or maybe they've always had a dream, but for one reason or another, they've like squished that down, right? They've told themselves it's not realistic, you know, that um, that they're not good enough or, or whatever lies we tell ourselves, right? Um, and, you know, kind of every day that goes by, they're, it's just, they're either at best unhappy and at worst, you know, just downright miserable. And so kind of my mission is to help people realize that work does not have to be, you know, a four letter word, right? It can actually be something that gives you purpose and inspiration and joy um, and can be, uh, and there are careers that might be in better alignment for you based on some of these, um, some of these methodologies, like your human design energy type and, and your incarnation cross and so on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love all of those things. I feel like purpose is so easily thrown around. Uh, and also, first of all, thank you for sharing your story because that is I hope really help going to help someone that listens, it, someone who's feeling that way as well, who's just miserable at their job, just to help them see that there is something else out there for them, that it, they're not, it's not a dead end. It's an opportunity. Yeah. And then, then on the note of purpose, what does purpose mean to you? Because I feel like it's kind of one of those words that could be defined in 10 different ways, at least. Mm. So what do you, how do you define it? Oh, that's a great question. So I think the way I will I will answer this question is when I think about if I'm living in purpose, it's when I wake up in the morning, do I feel excited to get to work on the things that I have set out for me today? Um, do I feel myself do I feel myself full of ideas about how I can advance, you know, my, um, my professional agenda? You know, am I am I wandering? Am I in the shower, like thinking about people I want to talk to or things that I want to do to advance my career. Um, when I'm engaged in my work, does it feel meaningful? Does the time go by quickly? Does it feel like I'm contributing to something larger than myself or being of service to others? And then when my head hits the pillow at night, do I feel satisfied with, you know, living this day 
um, and excited to do it all again tomorrow. So I think contrast that to, I think a lot of people who we have the Sunday scaries, right? We're like, Oh God, we have to go back to work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, We wake up in the morning and we're dreading it. And we go through the day unhappy. And maybe there are glimmers of, you know, of, of happiness, or maybe there are people that we like and we find things to keep ourselves engaged, which is great. And at the end of the day, I think a lot of the time we, um, you know, might overindulge in alcohol or other things that kind of numb us from the process of the day. And then we go to bed, you know, kind of dreading the next day all over again, right? So really living for the weekend. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I, that's, I would say the opposite of what I'm talking about when I talk about purpose. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of gray area as well, because in my personal opinion, and I think about this all the time um, in my own life is especially with human design. I feel like we do have this broad life purpose, but that doesn't have Mm. to be our career. That doesn't have to be our career. That, that is probably why we came on this earth and are there to help evolve the human race or the planet or whatever your beliefs may be. But through career is a whole other area and it can change throughout your entire life, whatever you're needing at that time to evolve more into your higher, most authentic self. Yeah, no, I think um, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, I think what's so cool about human design and when you talk about our life theme or incarnation cross is it's very broad and Mm -hmm. it's meant to be applied in all aspects of our life, right? And I'm personally of the belief that um, there are there are careers that will allow us to live that incarnation cross and be paid for it, right? And so part of my work with my clients is like, okay, what is your life theme? And how like, believing that you have a, a right, and in some cases, a responsibility even to live that through in your career as well. So while I think there are so many aspects of our life that are important, um, I think, uh, you know, having and living your life theme through your career is something that is definitely attainable. And I think will help a lot of people find purpose. Yeah. What is your, your, um, the incarnation cross? Yeah. It cross. Yeah. Yeah. So mine is the right angle cross of explanation three, which is fancy. Um, and it's, considered um, to be to communicate to clearly communicate my viewpoints in a way that helps improve the external world. And so this is where I point out like my purpose right now is to communicate my view of how, you know, tarot and human design and astrology and all these things can and should influence our professional trajectories um, Mm -hmm. and help improve the world in that way by hopefully creating a bunch more opportunities for people to be in alignment with, you know, their highest self through their careers. That's not to say that, you know, five or 10 years from now, the way I live that incarnation cross through my profession and also my personal life might be different, right? Um, 10 years from now, I might be communicating my viewpoints about something else entirely in a way that um, helps improve the external world. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, it's given me a lot of peace again, you know, as somebody who's always been looking for purpose, always been looking for purpose to, to have at least a framework and something that feels true for me and to know that I can iterate on it. Um, you know, as, as it starts to feel stale or otherwise might feel complete. Yeah. I think it's something we'll probably be seeking and 
evolving through our entire lives. And it's so easy to just feel like we have to know it right now. Like choosing a career, I have to know my purpose. What's my purpose? I want to make the switch. Like that's the pressure that I've felt in the past. And then just kind of letting go and just realizing, okay, I'm going to be, you're going to align with your purpose in one way or another. It just might look different uh, based off of choices you make and what you gravitate towards throughout your entire life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I was going to say, I really resonate with, you know, again, kind of going back to like being younger and being like, what is my purpose? Feeling like there was just one. And Mm -hmm. that's very stressful because, you know, in reality, there's so many different ways that we can meaningfully contribute and, and live out our life themes, just like there are like so many different people that we can be compatible with and so many different places we might, you know, like to live. And so I think letting go of some of the pressure of like, that we have one professional purpose, I think it's kind of similar to like, oh, we have one soulmate out there, right? Like, that's not, that's very stressful, right? Because you could be happy with somebody mm-hmm. and like, really like mm-hmm. them. And then in the back of your mind, you're like, but are they my soulmate? Like, doesn't, you know, I would argue it doesn't exist. And I feel the same with professional purpose, right? Like, that's why I kind of say, like, if you're feeling some of these things, right, and you're feeling excited, and you're feeling motivated, and you're feeling satisfied. Um, I think those are all a, an indication that you're presently in professional purpose. And then I think the key and what I try to work with my clients on as well is to like, continue to evaluate, like, how am I still feeling good with that? you know, what changes might I like to make? Is there a different way I might like to um, explore my purpose or live my purpose? So yeah, letting go of some of that pressure on there being only one uh, is very freeing. Yeah. Let's say someone is in the position that you were in when you were miserable in your work. What is a roadmap that you would give them or some steps that they could do if they were, they really want to be fulfilled in their career? Yeah, absolutely. So I really think, and this is what I I work with my clients on is, well, I'll I'll say the first thing is to have compassion for yourself, right? And to like acknowledge where you are. And then also to um, incorporate a little bit of like pride in yourself that like you've recognized that you're unhappy and you're willing, even the fact that you're willing to like to explore what purpose could look like, I think is is a really profound act of like self-love. Um, and then once you've kind of done some of that emotional acknowledgement and preparation, what I work with my clients to do is first look to the past, right? So look to things that you, you, I think it's easy a lot of the time to say like, I hate this about my job. Um, but try also to think about things that you like either about your current job or that you've liked in previous jobs, times that you've been in flow at work, um, things that you do in your spare time, um, people that you're jealous of professionally. I think jealousy can be such a Mm -hmm. profound indication that like somebody has something that we want and, you know, then we can identify what is that and take steps to, to get that. Um, I think being able to identify your values is huge, right? Because being able to know what your values are can help you um, understand like how you want to contribute to a world while uh, living in alignment with those values. And then, you know, I, from there, you know, I, I think there's a lot of exploration, right? So let's say you have absolutely no idea what you want to do next. Um, maybe take some career aptitude tests and um, think about, like, reflect on the results, right? Ask some people, again, maybe it's some of those people you're jealous of. Ask them about their careers. Like, explore 
careers that you're interested in through informational interviewing, research, and so on. And then once you feel like you've selected a career, um, you can kind of do a gap analysis and see like, okay, like this is where I want to go and this is where I am. Is there anything that I need to learn or experience in order to successfully be able to do this type of work? So, um, you know, it's this combination of, I think, being obviously very kind to yourself um, and reflecting and dreaming a little bit, doing some research, as well as I think getting quiet and and seeing a lot of the time there's a little voice within us that, you know, knows what we really want to be contributing and what we really want to be doing. And I think giving yourself the space to acknowledge that, even if it's scary. And then instead of the immediate reaction of, oh, I'm not good enough or, oh, that's not realistic. Instead, can you ask yourself the question, how could I make that happen? Um, And I think that's, again, just, I know we've talked about this before, but like really profound act of self-love is just to, start to take steps towards a career that is going to make you feel more fulfilled, right? Because you, everyone is a very unique person, right? We're all here. No one has ever been born who's exactly like us. Each moment that we have is a really beautiful new moment that we're never going to have again. And so you deserve to be able to spend eight plus hours of your day doing something that really fulfills you and lights you up. And so I think recognizing that you're worthy of that is a huge, um, is a huge act of self-love and self-care. I love what you said about jealousy, envy. It's such a great mindset shift to notice how you feel when you see other people doing something that you want to do or have having something that you want to have. And we get those feelings because there's something in us that recognizes that we desire that we can have that. And when we, when we ignore those feelings, that's when we're not going to be true to ourselves and we're not going to follow through and take action towards those. I feel like we have these desires, these deep desires for a reason. So like you also mentioned core values, finding out your values, like those are a part of us. And I feel like that's our compass to mm-hmm. figure out, okay, the direction we want the head in. Totally. Uh, what helps me is thinking, okay, how how do I want to feel when I'm 80? Like, do I want to mm. look back and be proud of myself that I just went for it? Because we, like you said, we have this nagging voice of like, oh, there's something like for me, it was like, oh, I want to be a relationship coach. I love love and relationships. Like that was nagging me. And then when the pandemic hit, it was like, okay, I'm going to go do what I really want to do because it's, it's like the world feels like it's ending. And it was just this wake up call of like, that life is so short. We have to go after the things that are going to really light us up and make us want to get out of bed in the morning. And like you said, we spent eight plus hours a day on our careers. That's so much freaking time doing something that if you don't love it, then what a waste of life that can feel Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you're, you're bringing up my favorite topic, which is the impermanence of the human experience. Right. And so not to be weird, but I talk about and think about death 
a lot. And what is, you know, talking about the metaphysical, I've learned that apparently very common for Scorpio moons. So I'm, I'm not less as total weirdo uh, when you look at my astrology, but um, I think, you know, there's so many different faith traditions that talk about the importance of reflecting on, um, on our impermanence and our in eventual death as a way to happiness and gratitude. Right. And I think not only, can it inspire happiness and gratitude, but it also can inspire action, right? Because if we are not aware of the fact that we have a limited time, we are going to be a lot slower to act, I think, on things that we we innately know what's right for us, right? Like we know whether or not we're in the right career, we know whether or not we're in the right relationship. Um, you know, we have a sense of what is right and wrong for us personally, and in a sense that that's different for every individual person, right? Um, and if we forget that we're not going to be here forever, we can be slower to take action to get rid of the things that are no longer serving us and, and slower to take action on um, moving towards the things that we really want. And so I think having a healthy awareness of the impermanence of life and using it as you know a reminder to be grateful and a, an encouragement to take action um, can be a really healthy and helpful tool. Yeah, and just shifting around your perspective um, just making those little tweaks to think, okay, what's going to get you inspired and motivated and death really can in- inspire and motivate people. So I think that's a great point. Yeah. I think all the it's time so too. funny that do you? Oh, good. Okay. Well, that's why that, we were meant to be friends. We're just, yeah. we'll just, just talk about death all the time. It'll be great. Um, but what I was going to comment on is that uh, I love that you're talking about inspiration because um, I think it's so important that we're mindful as well of like the content that we're consuming. Like, again, talking about like, I love the morbid, you know, I was like a huge true crime podcast listener. I still, you yeah. know, indulge from to time stop. to time. Yeah, back a lot. (laughs) Yeah, what did you notice? Um, What were what were what were your reasons for cutting back? Well, okay, so I started. I was living on my own and um, obsessed with true crime, and you know, all the true crime documentaries are so good. They're just so good. But it's like every time someone would come to the door, I think I'm going to get murdered, and that's just okay, why is my brain automatically just going to that? It's so I knew I was just over consuming. Um, so yeah, I think it was an, an intuitive thing too to just realize, okay, watching what, being careful of how much I consume and only wanting to consume. I'm also certified in NLP. So I feel like that's everything that I study is everything that the brain takes mm-hmm. in. Uh, we have to be super mindful of. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I'd love to hear more about NLP, maybe at another time. But um, <laughs> I had I didn't necessarily notice any outward effects like that, right? Like I wasn't particularly jumpy. But something that did that did start to um, bother me a little bit is that, you know, as a yoga teacher, compassion is something that I want to practice. And that's very important to me. And I was like listening to these really horrific things that had like literally happened to real people. Um, well, I was like brushing my teeth or, mm-hmm. you know, eating and yeah. it just didn't really sit right with me that I was consuming this really horrible content and not having the appropriate emotional response. Um, mm-hmm. so 
So there was that. And then I also just realized there's so much amazing podcast content out there. Um, and I listened to it a lot. And why would I put a bunch of stuff in my brain that wasn't helping me, you know, grow and become better? And so actually, this is this is the first week um, that I've done it. And I'm going to keep doing it because I'm seeing really amazing results. But I literally start every day with an inspirational podcast. So I have, mm-hmm. you know, my my routine and or my um, my rotation of of podcasts that I love that are all about like personal and professional growth that, you know, have inspiring hosts who like make me believe in myself. Um, I'm also a big like Peloton gal and I love like the motivation and the inspiration from the instructors. And so I've just noticed again, kind of getting back to the whole reason I'm talking about this, as you mentioned, inspiration, I feel like when I'm inspired and motivated early in the morning, it has such a profound impact on the rest of my day. And like, I'm, I'm more productive, I'm happier, I'm more grateful, I'm more joyful, I'm more creative. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think it's so important, exactly as you said, to be mindful of our inspiration. um, And you know, the what we're consuming and whether or not it's inspiring us. Yeah. And your subconscious is more susceptible in the morning and right before you go to bed. So those are the Mm. times to really flood your brain with positive positivity and really be mindful of what you're taking in. Yeah. That's NLP as well. Like that's just all, what are we feeding our subconscious? Cause that is going to run our lives. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's that that whole concept of like the iceberg, right? And like what your your conscious mm-hmm. thoughts are like the very tip of the iceberg and then the whole subconscious and like the really everything that's going on is underneath. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, programming that and, and introducing positive programming into the subconscious is really critical if we want to be, mm-hmm. I think, happy and successful. Yeah, everything you've talked about is like the same process with love and career. It's like the same process that I would do with my clients, like find your values, find what's important to you, like become your best self, like find your, find a life that feels purposeful. It's just funny to see how they're the same. It's the same, like energetically it's the same. (laughs) How do you see that career relates to love life and relationships? Yeah, that's such a great question. And I agree with you. I think um, really everything is connected, right? These, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a career or whether it's, um, you know, a hobby, I feel like it all, it all is part of us being human. And so it makes sense that they would all have connections with, you know, what will make us feel fulfilled in these different areas of our life. And it, it all does really come down to a positive relationship with yourself, right? And an understanding of yourself and a belief in your self worth. Um, And, you know, I I can share just from my personal experience, you know, when I was unhappy in my work, um, and particularly in some of those dark times that I had mentioned, you know, I was willing to accept um, treatment from my significant other, that now being in a, a healthier place with my career, I would never consider, you know, somebody that like belittled me often, um, and continued to do things that I specifically told him I didn't like, um, and that, you know, really bothered me. I'm just showing like a complete lack of respect. Um, and, and I think, you know, looking back, I think I was kind of clinging to that relationship because, you know, I was so unhappy in in my work. It was like, 
I'm gonna, I just, I gotta have something, right? Even if it's something that um, wasn't, wasn't for the best. And so, um, you know, kind of looking back on my life and my patterns, I was regularly dating people like this, right? People that like, either were disrespectful to me, like wouldn't choose me for some reason, didn't, you know, honor my boundaries. Um, and then of course, as, as soon as I started to more fully come into my purpose and like what, what I want to accomplish in this life, um, I attracted like the dream partner for me. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it it really is all connected. And again, kind of comes back to like, you'll attract what you think you deserve. And Mm -hmm. so the first step to improvement in our professional or romantic or our, you know, social life is to upgrade, you know, our perception of ourselves and our belief in, in our worth and what we deserve. How did you do that? How did you know that you deserved better? (sighs) That's a great question. I think I look back on these times in my life and I just recall extreme emotional anguish. Like I just remember journaling a lot about like, I just want more peace. And that was like the thing that I wanted. And I didn't really know how to, how to have it. And, you know, in these relationships that I was in that weren't healthy, uh, I was justifying their behavior. Right. And I was turning it back on myself of like, well, why is monogamy so important to me? Right. And like, why does it bother me? Like when he like calls me a butt, like, which is so like such like random, like so (laughs) random, but like it bothered me. Right. Like, yeah. Like, are you, nine years old. Anyway. So, um, you know, I was, I spent, (laughs) I spent a lot of time, like, uh, like making myself wrong for not liking the way I was being treated. Mm -hmm. And then I think as soon as, um, as soon as I really started to pursue peace as like my main focus, a lot of other things, fell into alignment, right? Because it's like, okay, like, what is what is keeping me from being peaceful? And part of it was like, I don't feel like my work is purposeful, right? Like, I feel like I'm like wasting my day on stuff that doesn't matter. And part of it was like, I feel like I'm wasting my time with this partner that me and like, you know, isn't, um, isn't supportive of my dreams either, right? Like, I like coaching and, and these people that I had dated, like, would talk down about coaching, right? And so it's, it's like, as soon as I started to kind of align towards this North star, which for me was peace, which, you know, it was correlated, as I mentioned, to purpose, a lot of these uh, things kind of started to fall away, right? Um, You know, I was able to say goodbye to those relationships. Um, I was able to, you know, say goodbye to professional opportunities that weren't meant for me and really start to pursue things that were. And now, you know, like eight months later, um, as we talked about at the top of the call, like, I feel like I'm in such a state of abundance, right? Like my energy is so high. I feel like I've I've achieved that peace that I was seeking. Um, And it's just a really night and day difference from, from before. Yeah. Peace and love are like top of the vibrational chart. And so if you're truly feeling that authentically in your body and in your life, that's when you're open to receiving peace and love and things that are peaceful and loving, like relationship, like a healthy relationship. It's just wild how it works. 
it's it's like it sounds so simple, you know, like, okay, just be peaceful. But of course, we have all mm-hmm. these things that we hold on to and we need to let go of. What was that process like or some anything that you did specifically that stands out in your mind? Well, I think, you know, I I I don't want to make it sound as though I was like, oh, I just want peace. And then it just, it just happened, mm-hmm. right? Like I yeah. had to make a series of very hard and emotionally difficult decisions and, and to yeah. not only make the decisions, but take action. And so, you know, I was in a relationship at the time that was non-monogamous, even though I wanted it to be, but I had not been also engaging in the non-monogamy, right? Like I had been committed to this person and and she was just not committed to me. And that was, again, just something I had rationalized in my head. And so mm-hmm. one decision that I made was to go out on a few dates um, and start to, you know, I was exposed to people that, you know, would treat me more as I wanted to be treated, right? And I was reminded that like, I do have a lot to offer, you know, in, in a relationship, um, you know, even if my current, the person that I've been seeing doesn't see that. And mm-hmm. so, you know, being able to go out on a few dates was one action that was like a scary decision, right? Because I knew, I knew at the time that that would mean this was a step in ending that, that relationship, you know, that I had been in for like a year. Um, and although I, I wasn't ending it in that moment, right. I knew that there was no coming back from this. Right. And so that was one scary decision that I made. And of course, ultimately, um, formally ending it with this person. And what was really difficult about that is again, being in kind of this nebulous non-monogamous relationship, she was like, so like, you know, kind of like, wasn't really clear on like why I was trying, why I was ending it. And so I had mm-hmm. to be like, I had to be very honest and I'm not somebody that's very comfortable being very honest. You know, I'm very much a people pleaser. I like to beat around the bush. And so, um, but out, you know, I, again, in my search for more peace, I want to be somebody that's authentic and kind. And I think it's kind to be able to tell the person that you've been seeing why you no longer want to be seeing them. Right. And so I made the difficult decision. I would have loved, you know, my instinct was like, ghost her. Right. (laughs) I'm like, ghost her. Like, just like, she doesn't like, it doesn't matter. You're moving like it, you know, um, but in my pursuit for peace, I knew that that was not in alignment, like with my, my values and who I wanted to be, um, in, in the future. And so I made that hard decision to have that difficult conversation. Um, and then moving into kind of this new relationship, I think it, it's been difficult to have boundaries, right. Um, given that in so many of my previous relationships, my boundaries were just like not honored. And so to to go into this relationship, literally being like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But like, these are my non-negotiables. And, um, you know, I'm going to say those in a very clear way. And, um, and if it's not, if he's not meant for me, he's not meant for me. And so, um, you know, I think those are a couple of like very difficult, very things that um, I hadn't done before. And I think something to call out that I've been just reflecting on recently is like, if we want something different, we have to do something different. Right. And so if I wanted a different experience and I wanted to be through with this emotional pain and I wanted a different type of partner, I had to start engaging in the world and with 
you know, my partners and potential partners in a different way. Um, and I had to change my relationship with myself as well, right? And, and upgrade my self-concept. Yeah, you got clear on what you wanted. So you knew you wanted a monogamous relationship. And before it's like you hadn't even admitted that or gotten mm-hmm. clear that that was what you wanted. And then you set your your standards and knowing your non-negotiables. And then that's why we have boundaries in order to protect these standards that we set for ourselves. When you do that over and over and over again in dating, the right person is going to show up because you've held your boundaries Mm -hmm. and you know you're not going to settle for anything less than you deserve. It's like you got clear on what you wanted and what you deserve and then delayed gratification. I use that all the time in dating, by the way. Like I know we talked about it earlier, but I I do use that all the time because I do feel like not enough people are delaying the gratification of the freaking amazing love that they can have mm-hmm. because they'll take what is in front of them out of fear that the better thing is not coming. Yeah, I resonate with that because that was me, right? Is it I literally, you know, we talk ourselves in circles about like, oh, like nobody's really that happy in the relationship. Like, oh, eventually like passion dies, right? Like all these things, you know, that we we tell ourselves which keep us from opportunities that are going to be so much better than we ever could have imagined. And like, literally that's what's happened with my current partner is it's like all of the check boxes and then some, right? Like more than I ever thought that I would have. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to highlight, you know, when I, when I talked to him, he mentioned like, he saw me at the yoga studio and I've talked to him about like, Oh, you know, like what inspired you to, you know, like want to want to hit me up. And um, he said it was my energy. So just like how I carried myself and like came across. So that's so, how you guys you guys um, met at the yoga studio. Mm-hmm, yeah, so we met IRL, which was something else that was Amazing. always really important to me. And no shade on online dating, obviously, but like I really that was my ideal, right? And so, um, mm-hmm. so I'm so glad that you know I, I set kind of these these ideals for myself. And um, like I said, he's like he's met those and then some. But um, I think. Had again, had I had a different self concept, or had I been in the studio with a different vibe, yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have him, right? And there is there's yeah. something to be said for like abundance mindset, right? And like being okay with everything that we have and not being in lack that draws people to us, right? So if I had been in there like, oh my god, I need a boyfriend, right? Like, yeah, I, you know, it's likely you that I he wouldn't have wanted to, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think there's so much to be said about our mindset and like how we show up in situations, um, bringing the right opportunities to us, including, you know, the right romantic partner potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really feel like it is like magic and I do my best (laughs) to try to teach it. So that's why I feel like I'm obsessed with studying manifestation and mindset and stuff, because I'm like, like it, that's your perfect example. Like you you were magnetic, like you attracted mm. your man, your man to you because you weren't desperate because you did the work. And that's, that is, that's the work. It's like, now you're in this amazing relationship. So it's very expansive. Yeah, it is. And it's kind of freaky to to truly think about like how powerful we are as people, as human beings, like we think sometimes that we're the victim of our circumstances, but we have so much more control than we think we do. And again, just like how you 
how you are and how you think about yourself can can drastically impact the course of your life, right? Um, with the opportunities that it attracts to you. And, you know, what, again, just kind of talking about human design, what I've loved about one of my favorite aspects of human design is your manifestation process, because I always thought that there was something wrong with me because I have a non-specific manifestation process. And so I have a hard time future visioning. I don't really get inspired or excited by creating like the ideal, you know, future for myself. What does it smell like? What does it look like? For me, I've always just kind of had a feeling, right? I've wanted a feeling. I've wanted purpose. I've wanted satisfaction. I've wanted love. I've wanted peace. I've wanted mm-hmm. to be able to impact people on a grand scale. And um, so again, just one of the other things about human design that I love is like the permission to be yourself. And so learning that I have this non-specific manifestation process, I can let go of the need to to try and be really specific about it and instead just focus on how I want to feel and let the right opportunities come into my path, you know, because had I gotten real specific about what I wanted, it probably wouldn't have been my current partner, right? Like Mm -hmm. we have differing like religious views, um, which at the time before I met him, I thought was going to be like a big, a big deal breaker. And I realized Mm -hmm. I was being really judgy because he's like one of the most open-minded people I've ever met. And so, um, you know, being kind of just focusing on like, this is the type of person that I'd like, you know, and this is the way I'd like them to treat me. And um, these are the kinds of things I would like them to be passionate about. And I would like us to do together, right? That allowed the universe to bring the perfect person in, even if he isn't like who I necessarily would have picked out of a lineup, right? If I was, if I was designing, you know, my my perfect person from the get-go. That's such an important point and what I love to do with clients because, yeah, it's so easy to be superficial in dating and manifesting, especially love, because it's always a deeper rooted desire that we have to get clear on. And that's what the universe is going to respond to. And like you said, the Mm. feeling. So I love thinking about, okay, your ideal day, how do you want to feel? Like, how do you want to wake up? Do you want to wake up excited? And you're like in bed with the love of your life and you just are just get to relax all day. Feeling is so important. So I love that you said that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have one last little fun question. Okay. Okay. If the universe came to you and said, Megan, you have one message that's going to be given to all of the humans, <laughs> what is the one message you would want to leave with people? There's so many. I like, how do I choose just one? I guess I'll go back to something that I say a lot in my yoga classes, which is yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think just remembering yes, you can in situations where your mind starts to play tricks on you in basically any area of your life, whether that's your fitness wanting to give up, maybe that's your dreams, like being scared to take action or being scared it's not going to work out for you. Whether it's like, you know, wanting to reach out to somebody that you're interested in, like, yes, you can is like such a powerful reminder um, that we have agency and like we uh, we deserve to take action towards the things that that especially towards the things that scare us. So if there was one message, if I dropped it at the end of this call, I hope that's my legacy. I love that. 
It's like simple, but powerful. Okay. Where can listeners find you and connect with you and anything that you have that you would like to mention any programs? You would yeah, like to mention? absolutely. So I'm everywhere. I'm on all the socials at meganmurphy.coach and that's Megan with a GH in terms of how you can work with me. Uh, I work one-on-one with clients through my career metamorphosis program, which walks you through the steps that I mentioned earlier in this call. So doing some of your um, past investigation, some work on your values. We look at your personal human design and astrology charts. Um, I have lots of guided kind of prompts and journal questions and um, advice to help you figure out what you want to do next um, professionally, and then also help you game plan on how to get there. So uh, it's a three-week program. If you're somebody that uh, is looking for a professional shift and is ready to start towards a more meaningful career, even if you don't want to know what it looks like, it's the career metamorphosis program for you. Yes, do it. If you don't know what it looks like, you're going to know after three weeks. A hundred percent. And even honestly, after the first call um, is typically when my clients know. So totally worth it. Amazing. Okay. Well, thanks Megan for being here. I'm so happy we finally got to chat and I really think this is going to be super helpful and inspiring for the listeners. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was such a fun conversation and I'm happy to, happy to be able to help. Okay. Well, we will talk next time. Thanks everyone for listening. Have a great rest of your week. Bye.